This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The province is strongly advising against any form of travel throughout much of BC beginning tonight through Saturday with freezing rain set to coat the highways in ice, creating treacherous driving conditions. Now, Environment Canada is predicting heavy snow ice pellets and freezing rain on the south coast and Vancouver Island over the next two days, along with strong winds and extreme cold temperatures. The freezing rain could last up to 36 hours in the Fraser Valley, according to the province, and up to 80 millimetres of rain could also fall, according to the forecast. Now, Minister of Emergency Management Bowen Ma spoke to the press as the south coast braces for the next winter storm. Environment Canada and Drive BC have issued weather alerts and travel advisories for many areas, and I strongly encourage everyone in these areas to travel only if necessary. I know many people have plans to travel to their friends and families, but these are very dangerous conditions, and we want to make sure everyone is safe. BC Hydro is also advising that freezing rain is likely to cause power outages, particularly on Vancouver Island and in the Fraser Valley. Their crews are ready to respond to outages as quickly as possible. If you need to travel, get prepared by packing a winter survival kit, including a windshield scraper, a snow brush, flashlights and extra batteries, first aid supplies, blankets, drinking water and non-perishable food. It is also a good idea to have a full tank of fuel before traveling. Around the home, please make sure that you have flashlights and batteries available. And make sure that your drains are clear in preparation for the snow melt and rain that is likely to come over the weekend. If you are stuck or stranded, stay in your vehicle or your home Call 911 for assistance when needed. While freezing rain is in our immediate future, we are also looking to what's next, heavy rain. My ministry is working closely with the River Forecast Centre to anticipate river levels and communicate with the public. While at this time, river conditions are not anticipated to lead to significant flooding, we will be monitoring the situation closely and are ready to assist, notify, pardon me, ready to notify people and their communities and to assist if flooding does occur. My ministry is prepared to support First Nations and local governments who need it. On the Lower Mainland, Fraser Valley and Vancouver Island, we have pre-positioned sandbags, gabions, which are like wall-like structures filled with sand, and tiger dams, which are stackable orange tubes filled with water. So we are pre-positioning flood assets where they are most likely to be needed. This weather could also have impacts on farmers in the Fraser Valley, who I know have already dealt with so much. And I know that Minister Alexis is working with our partners to do what we can to minimize impacts on their operations. My ministry has, like I said, pre-positioned flood assets on Vancouver Island and the Lower Mainland should any First Nations or local authorities need assistance. Thank you again to everyone who has come together to help keep each other safe. Stay safe. Our government is doing everything that we can to make sure that people are safe, kept warm, while we weather these storms together. That was the Minister of uh, Emergency Management, Bo Wen Mao. As she had said, freezing rain in the Fraser Valley could last 
uh, for between 12 to 36 hours. Now, further into the interior, it is not expected that freezing rain will hit the Thompson Okanagan as temperatures will stay well below freezing. 5 to 10 centimeters of snow could fall in uh, in Kelowna on Friday. About 5 centimeters is expected on Saturday. Kamloops should get 5 centimeters on Friday with uh, some more light snow on Saturday. Now, the River Forecast Centre says there is some minor to moderate risks of localized flooding on the south coast on Sunday, as well as rain falls on accumulated snow. Here is Transportation Minister Rob Fleming. As stated, we're expecting a severe winter weather system starting later tonight. Our maintenance contractors are preparing for heavy snow to hit the south coast this evening. They're fully deployed with those same hundreds of pieces of equipment and have subcontractors with more equipment readied as well. Working with Environment Canada, we expect heavy snow will hit Vancouver Island, Howe Sound Whistler in the Sunshine Coast, the Lower Mainland and the Fraser Valley. Accumulations will differ by locale, but we could see as much as 20 to 30 centimeters of snow over a 10 to 12 hour period. After that, as freezing temperatures rise, this snow will change to freezing rain and ice pellets. And this will happen tomorrow morning and could last well into Saturday. The duration of the freezing will depend on location, and we're watching this freezing rain event very closely as it has the potential to uh, have a very significant impact on road conditions all across the south coast of BC, including Vancouver Island. The freezing rain is such a concern, in fact, that my ministry is strongly advising against any form of travel from tonight through Saturday. Of particular concern on the island is the Malahat Highway 1 and Highway 4 to Port Alberni. This will affect roads in the interior as well, including the western portions of the Coquihalla, Highway 1 through the Fraser Canyon, and Highway 3, the Hope Princeton Highway. Freezing rain can coat our highways in ice, and our maintenance contractors are fitting many of their vehicles with ice blades to cut through any accumulation as ice is very tough to manage. In the interest of safety, we may close highways if necessary with short notice. I know people have plans for the holidays, they want to spend family time with family, friends, and loved ones. But this is a significant weather event. Snow followed by freezing rain and then rain. And the rainfall that follows uh, could be extremely heavy and as much as 80 millimeters, which could result in some localized flooding. And Minister Ma has outlined some of the preparations uh, that have been undertaken to deal with that. As always, our contractors will do their best to manage what is thrown our way. But the timing is going to be tricky to go from plowing a heavy dump of snow to laying down salt to combat the freezing rain. It will be a big challenge. And for those who absolutely must travel, you will need to plan and prepare. And we ask for your patience and to exercise the utmost caution. Drive slowly and safely according to the conditions. Do not pass maintenance equipment. They're there to keep you safe. Observe the amber lights as they work on our roads and be fully prepared for winter conditions. This includes having proper winter tires and making sure you you pack appropriate clothing and food in case you're stuck or delayed. Once we get to Christmas day, we expect to be back in the typical rainy temperate West Coast weather pattern. That was Transportation Minister Rob Fleming, and part of that, of course, we heard from Bowen Ma, uh, the Minister of Emergency Management. We're bringing on uh, Daniel Fontaine now. He is the City Councillor in New Westminster. He has been advocating for a snow summit. He was on the show yesterday. I wanted to bring him on again today. We had been talking about the minister, uh, both ministers, of course, um, and not just in this snow event, but one just a few weeks ago. Uh, Daniel, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back on, Jeff. Yeah, your thoughts on this today? Well, a lot is running through my mind. Um, I I did have the opportunity to listen to the news conference today and and got to uh, hear from uh, folks at Environment Canada and from the ministry. And clearly this is going to be a a whopper of a storm. And this is, you know, Jazz, the third 
weather event that we've had now in about three weeks. So, um, and I must say that I am I am concerned. I mean, I saw what happened with our, uh, in particular, our bridges in the Lower Mainland when the uh, recent uh, the one the event on November 29th happened. And we didn't handle it well. And I did not hear today in the news conference any discussion around um, what the contractors were doing to make sure that our, our choke points, the bridges, remain open so people can continue to get on and off places like Annesis Island. I, I didn't hear that. I did not hear any discussion today about the use of the emergency text message system. If things get really bad, is the province going to be communicating out through that? So. Jazz, I, I, I'm pleased to see um, the news conference today. I, I would dare say it's about four weeks a bit late, but I'm glad that the, the province is finally um, undertaking this type of proactive communication, but begs a lot of questions as to what's been happening over the last few weeks and why haven't these types of, of communiques been coming out to the public to advise them of the risk of getting on the road um, in the coming uh, uh, days. I recall the the first event where people uh, were stuck uh, for 12 hours just trying to get home uh, out on uh, in choke points, as you said. No ministers, neither minister, uh, I recall. They, I think they put up a deputy minister, a bureaucrat, to, to address some of those questions. Um, you know, also, when you think about the fact that uh, this is occurring just hours before the snow event um, is really going to start hitting us, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it once again goes back to, I think, what you've been talking about, which is we <laughs> actually have to sit down and talk talk about how we address some of this issue when it comes to a snow event. Uh, I mean, are you disappointed a little bit? Because as you said yesterday, you've heard no response in regards to getting Mm. together. And number one, we haven't heard from these ministers except for today all of a sudden. And Mm. correct me if I'm wrong, there was no municipal representation there either, is it? We don't know what the Metro Vancouver response or any mayor's response is, all 21 municipalities. No, I have a shopping list of things, uh, Jazz, that I have concerns around that news conference today. And one of them was the fact that there was no representatives from municipal governments. In fact, the media were asking questions around what was going to happen outside of the provincial highways. And there was little to no response because there was, in fact, no representatives there from the municipal governments. Interestingly, there was federal representation there with Environment Canada, but not municipal. It really goes back, Jazz, uh, we need to have a coordinated response. We we do it for things like fire, water and sewer in our, in our metro area. Surely, uh, knowing that climate change is here and will be with us for, a, you know, for, for, for many decades to come, likely, we have to be prepared for these things and things like news conferences, coordinating messaging, hopefully not just hours before the storm's arriving, but perhaps days before the storm arrives. These are not complicated things. And I'm just, I, I do not understand why there's such a hesitancy on the part of the minister and of Metro Vancouver to simply get into a room and agree that there are better ways to manage these things than, you know, having people just kind of go on the, on the streets and, hope for the best and tell them to put on winter tires. I mean, I think we can do better than that. My guest is Daniel Fontaine, U.S. Minister City Councilor, just talking about uh, the next 36 hours here uh, on the South Coast, but also in the interior in the island. Uh, we are being advised to stay off the roads if you possibly can. How do you think the government's been handling this situation? Call me on the open line. Let's go to Bill in Langley. Hi, Bill. Hey, Jazz. Hey, uh, way too easy to blame the province for all of this. Municipal level, I live in Abbotsford, and mm-hmm. uh, the main roads were barely plowed, let alone the secondaries, and absolutely atrocious. And again, people are out there who shouldn't be out there. I drive for a living, and I, I watch people driving 20, 30 kilometers an hour, and they're glued to the steering wheel looking like they're just raked to death. 
<laughs> and all of that adds up to bad, bad, bad. Don't don't blame the province. It's something that happens. Yeah, Bill, Daniel, uh, please jump in here. I mean, I think the, the, what Daniel's saying, or certainly what I've been trying to say, is look, let's talk about this first and foremost. You know, they can't solve all of it, but do we need to put more resources in equipment? Do we actually need to put some dollars in hiring people? Or do we need to have bigger contracts so, uh, you know, some of these private contractors uh, can hire more people? That's part of the discourse. It's not just blaming the province. It's trying to find a solution. Uh, Daniel, I'll let you talk for yourself here. I mean, I think that's your general thrust of your argument, right? Yeah, absolutely. I said from the get-go, this is not a blame game. This is about finding solutions to how to, how to prevent this from happening again. And I have said very clearly that the province plays a role, p- particularly on the provincial highway system. Municipalities play a role, uh, a role in terms of the, the side and secondary streets. And then individually, we play a role in terms of making sure we, when we get behind the wheel that we have a vehicle that can actually operate on the roads. It is a joint responsibility, and that's why... Getting people together in a snow summit and having this discussion is so critically important. And as has been noted, uh, Jazz, you know, depending on which municipality you you hit in the lower mainland, either you've got bare pavement or you're needing a four by four. Exactly. Exactly. And and look, to our last call, you're absolutely right. Some municipalities do it well and some, you know, there is personal responsibility here. You know, people in minivans driving super fast. Uh, I saw the other day, I was just shaking my head. And there are people with summer tires. You should have winter tires. You should be better prepared. Uh, so that's part of it as well. There is some personal responsibility uh, as well. Uh, let's go to Brad in Victoria. Hi, Brad. Hey, Jazz. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I don't view it as much as a provincial responsibility. Uh, the highways that I've been on, I, I drive a lot, yeah. have been pretty clear. But I'm in Victoria right now, and this city has not been plowed. I started my day in Nanaimo, mm-hmm. working my way back home to Qualcomm Beach as we speak. And I'm in a little Ford Focus, and the amount of snow on these roads here in Victoria, they have not been plowed. I don't know. And I'm talking right downtown. I got stuck at a parking meter right on Ford Street today, right downtown. They've just plowed nothing, and, and I don't understand what this is. Well, I, I don't know what this is going to look like once we get all of this rain. But you talk about personal responsibility. I have a Ford Focus, and I have an F-150, and the F-150 costs a lot to run, but I, I have an obligation to myself and my family to not be stranded mm-hmm. when we get snow in a Canadian winter. So... Sorry, climate change people. I'm keeping my F-150. I'm keeping my 4x4 and and my all-terrain tires. And I'm going to use that because at least three, four, five times a year, it seems, I'm going to need it. And I just cannot afford to be stuck in my home with an 80-year-old mother around the corner and, and a family that I have to take care of. I can't just sit there and wait for days on end. This snow event happened Monday night to Tuesday. And here we are Thursday afternoon. And they have not cleared these roads. And what this is going to look like after this this rain event over the next 48 hours, it's, whatever that's going to be, it's just going to be hell on wheels. Yeah, Brad, thanks for your call. We've run out of time. Daniel, thank you so much.